Ethan. <gasps> That's me. Do you do you know the the catchphrase of the series? Uh is it that there can only be several? Well, if if that's in reference to how many movies they made, then yes, that would be accurate to to what my experience was. That's good enough. I don't know about that. What do you want to do, Fran? You do the intro. I then. don't know what the hell Highlander's about. I don't. Think well, there you go. Then we're gonna okay. well, we're gonna teach you then, Fran. Obviously. I'm so, so glad that Fran is coming into this completely blind because no this is clue. this is awesome. And this is like so, Fran, this this comes from an era uh, before Lord of the Rings. But okay. um, except but, after except after. No, but it comes it comes from an era before like the Lord of the Rings movies, before like the mm. mainstreaming mm. of fantasy stuff. Uh, okay. But obviously like there was still a market for it and there were still people like trying to sell it but they had no clue what the fuck they were doing and so like right. this is the age of like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger being Conan the Barbarian like yeah. shit shit like that like that's the energy that we're bringing today except it <laughs> I'll see you'll see you will see yeah okay well Welcome to The Lore You Know, a podcast where some friends dive into the fantastical and often convoluted lore of the media that we grew up with and apparently Ethan absolutely <laughs> fucking loves. And here to bring you the mostly correct facts about made of things this week are me, Fran. Me, Ethan. And I, CJ, have come burdened with ancient knowledges. Despite I, Ethan loving the shit out of this. I, Ethan is, insisted I, I watched... <laughs> these fucking movies <laughs> and i the good boy that i was obliged i decided you know what you know what i i won't just read a synopsis anyone can read a synopsis i will watch the movies in earnest i'll put aside a little time my precious free time and because because how many highlander movies could there be i said there could only one. be one right there could only be one i imagined and let me let me tell you my surprise when I watched the first one and got pretty much a conclusive ending <laughs> and then was horrified to learn that there were four more God. and an animated series and an anime movie and there was a, a non-animated series that ran for six seasons. Six seasons? Seriously? Six seasons mm. and a movie, Fran. Six seasons and two movies, Fran. In addition to the five other ones? In addition to two of the five movies are based on the series. Okay, we'll get into it. it. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Wasn't uh, there, didn't didn't one of you boys say there was like comics or there's something? There's books also? and comics. There's <laughs> comics. There's graphic novels. Yes, there are. And there are some... <sighs> All right. 
so listen, Fran, when we when we came up with the idea for this show, the whole kind of you did the intro this time. That's great. We kind of, I yeah. think we missed it last. Yeah, time. we did. It's OK. It's but the now. whole the whole the whole idea of the show was to display our the things we enjoy. Right. The the you know, some of the media has like goofy lore yeah. and it's like, haha, but it's fun to like live in that world. This is a series that hates its own lore. <laughs> like whenever whenever it makes new lore, it doesn't build on top of it. It just is choosing what things it doesn't like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then ignoring those things. And then you as the audience have to figure out what they're ignoring this time. Okay. So then it, then it becomes my problem because now it's my job to try and pick through this and say, what is the lore that you know? Because <laughs> the people who made the movie sure didn't have the lore they know. I don't think they needed they to. Were just, they were just making stuff up. Yeah. So so I'm going to do my best. I have to, normally we like to go in kind of like chronological story order. Mm-hmm. Um, but we simply don't have that luxury this time. We have to go in the order of the way things were made because in any other order, it simply doesn't make sense. So, <laughs> but in this we, order, it'll make a lot. Of, it'll be in real this good. order, it won't make any sense. But we can at least like acknowledge <laughs> what's going on here. So, my knowledge of Highlander is one: there can only be one. Uh-huh. Two. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I keep it getting it mixed up with what was that '90s movie with Mel Gibson, like Braveheart? With Mel, I or yes, something? I like, is I, that I the was talking. No, I was talking. To, I was talking to my coworkers about it. They also were like the one with Mel Gibson, and I was like, no, 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 because <laughs> no. I never saw that either. It, so like my well, you my won't be missing knowledge out. of either of those. They could essentially be the same thing, if not the exact. To be clear, though, of the. <laughs> You're saying you're uh, saying of the two movies, there can be only one in your brain. They're the same, right? Thank same you. Time. Yeah, I I think Braveheart would have been a better movie if halfway through <laughs> and with no prior like advertising or anything, they acknowledged that this was not historical drama. It was in fact a Highlander movie, and suddenly William Wallace was like made an immortal. Who has to battle the English for the uh, power of God? So Braveheart so, is not Highlander. Uh, ostensibly, no. It would be Are they both it, Scottish? Yeah, hell yeah. Yes. Did they both? Yeah, all right. Like I, I just reckon. Like, is there plaid involved and like kilts? Let me let me validate pipes? you. Let me validate you a little bit, Fran, okay. because when I was describing this to Lizzie, she was like oh isn't that a movie that like part of it is in the past and part of it is in the future and i was like yes and then she was like oh i don't know how those two things connect and i'm like oh well they're the same people and then she got she was like like the actors are the same i'm like no the the people in the past are the same as the people in the future because they live forever and she just went oh and that was kind of the end of it so it didn't it didn't really hook her in the way that it might might hook a lot of like 80s guys yeah uh, which is which is who this who these movies are uh, directed men. towards and, and me exactly 
So and and Ethan. So 1980s boomer men men. Uh, Gen Xers were still babies at the time. I mean, there could have been some uh, the early Gen Xers there too. That would be like ten years old at that point. I think that that would be exactly that. That, Yeah, that's like right in there. (laughs) Is it? Yes. Yeah. All right. We'll get into. All right. Do you guys want to get carried away on a storytelling adventure that will sweep you off your feet to the point of you wishing, like, sweep you off your feet in the way that, like, a tidal wave sweeps you off your feet and you just <laughs> wish you were on land again? Because that's uh, what happened to me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes, you, and... actually, you actually don't have a choice. It's sort of a contractual <laughs> okay. obligation. Kind of how um, water goes sometimes. You don't really. Yeah, exactly. All right, Fran. I want you to imagine this. The curtain opens, and we are at a a WWE match. You know, there's two big, slicked-up, muscly guys, and they're, they're wrestling each other on the big stage for hundreds of people to see. Does that not get you fired up? Sure does not, but keep oh, going. But it, I... <laughs> but it does. It does, Fran. It gets all the testosterone pumping. And you say, what does this vignette have to do with the rest of the movie? And it doesn't. No. It's just a cool what? It's just a cool way to start a story. <laughs> is this actually how we're starting in this movie? The, this, is, this is a good time to point out. When I was watching this movie, I told Lizzie, because uh, Lizzie didn't watch all the movies with me. She only watched the third one with me. <laughs> Um, Solid. but she, I told her that this movie is like if a 14 year old came up with a movie and just like had a bunch of ideas and yeah. no one edited it yes. and they were just Great. like, yeah, keep okay. that coming. Whatever okay. that is, let's go. That, so I can, I can get in that mindset. I can do that. So, so we're starting, we're it. starting in a, a wrestling arena and then it zooms in onto the crowd and we can see. Christopher Lambert, who uh, is an actor, and okay. people people really like him, even though when he talks, it sounds like he has peanut butter in his mouth, <laughs> and also he's got a always furrowed brow. So imagine, d- d- have you ever seen the so Shining? Have you ever seen the Shining, Fran? Nope. Do you know the meme <laughs> that people do from the Shining? That it's uh it's where he's like sitting in the snow and he's like yes, shivering because yes, he's freezing yes. to death and he's like looking up and he's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that's just imagine his face is always kind of like that with the yeah. ice and everything not with the ice just like oh. he's like always looking up under okay. his own eyebrow <laughs> yeah. because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's what you do to look manly and tough right because uh, it's it just is, really yeah. hard CJ uh, for you to get that effect to people because you're so tall or, so it's really hard well, to be- look up at people right like, because I'm so beta right. Yeah, I understand what you mean, Fran. I get what you're saying. I can't. That's that's probably why I'm not gonna like this as much as Ethan because I don't have that sort of manly urge. Mm-hmm. Like you know, in, in Mulan, they're always you know they were like <laughs> the manly urges, you know. But I am going to try to not make too much fun of Christopher Lambert because people do like him, and I will tell you this: he always gives it a hundred percent. When he's on when he's on stage, he's he's doing his best. Is he like a um, Nicolas Cage kind of guy? No, he's like more like uh he's more a like uh he's like a Sean Connery type. No, that's a different guy. <laughs> and we're gonna get to that. Who's the who's the guy that they made the one Mortal Kombat fighter after? Uh Ethan, you know, you know that kind of shit. You mean uh Johnny Cage? Jean Claude 
Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. He's a Jean-Claude oh. Van Damme type. Okay. This okay. is this is our this is our main character. Okay. So let's Manly just get. Manly man, I just, testosterone I, rolling. Right. We're, we're, we're watching us, wrestling yeah, on Sunday. A, we're listen, going to I just want us to get Monday. used to him. He, yeah, go. he came from the same style and the same era as Jean-Claude Van Damme, but unfortunately, there could only be only one. So. Thank you, of of course, Ethan. And and that joke oh, will no. only get like four or five more of those throughout the throughout the episode. So. It's gonna be uh, so well good. well used, I would say. Um, but we have our hero, and another thing I have to point out about Mister uh, Lambert is I have not seen him act or speak outside of these movies, and in these movies, he is supposed to be from Scotland. So I don't know if he's doing the worst Scottish accent I've ever heard in my life or if that's just how he talks. And if it is just how he talks, I feel a little bit bad making fun of him, but he sounds like he has an accent from nowhere. Like nowhere in the world do you learn English and acquire this accent. Well, from my understanding, this is a fantasy movie. So maybe that was what they were going for. Maybe. It is It is very important to the vibe that it like does not resonate with reality at all even a little <laughs> so he's yeah. brilliant is what i'm yeah fuck he yeah. is he i listen i will say i think every actor who was in these movies did a great job i think everyone who wrote and produced <laughs> these movies did a very bad job uh, I'll, i'm just gonna go out and say that right now did these so, get theatrical releases uh, four of them did. Oh. The fifth one was straight to TV. Okay. Uh, but so yeah, imagine yeah, sit sit in your you know kind of big cushy movie theater seat. This is what you're watching right now. Okay. Granted, it's the '80s currently, so match. we don't exist yet. But but yeah, we zoom in. We zoom in on one character, and he kind of looks off wistfully a little bit, but knowingly still, as he is a professional actor, and he can convey these thoughts. <laughs> Uh, even though his eyebrows don't move, but he he gets a he gets a feeling. So he stands up from his seat and he leaves the wrestling arena. And again, didn't have to be in a wrestling arena. It, that part's over. It's survived. Don't it's a vibe. don't think don't think about that anymore because it literally doesn't matter. All right. Uh, he goes out into the parking garage, and there is another man there, and the two of them are standing between the cars, facing each other. And he goes, ah, Fasil, I see you have shown yourself again. And he's like, oh, McCloud, the time is now, you fucking idiot. And he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And he's like, oh, I think you do. And Fasil, this other guy, pulls out a, an, an ornate Spanish broadsword, like with the, the basket hilts and, and okay. everything. Uh, and upon seeing this, McCloud reaches into his trench coat. He's wearing a trench coat, by Fuck the way. Yeah. Oh, of it's the eighties. Uh, Fuck yeah! Yeah, it's the Garcia of trench coats. He he pulls out from his trench coat an ivory hilted katana blade, which what? is which the hilt is shaped like a dragon's head. I thought this was Scott. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. So Let's at just... this point. At this point, I'm like, pissed off. I mean, we're like five minutes in the movie, and I'm angry. But these two pull out their swords, and then they start going at it. You know, okay, they're cool. doing sword fighting stuff. Cool. And it's Was the it kind good? of it's the, oh, it's the kind of '80s sword fight stuff where it's like 
when you can see the actors' faces, the sword fighting's really not very impressive. But then as soon as you go to the, like behind the back shots, mm-hmm. they like get really good at sword fighting. <laughs> so you're like, oh yeah, it's definitely them, you know, going at okay, it. Solid, solid. Um, some highlights are. McLeod chops his sword so hard that it like breaks through concrete. Um, and at one point, Facile, the other guy, does like literally 40 backflips to like avoid him. Dope. He's like doing backflips, and then awesome. McLeod is like taking cover and he's still backflipping <laughs> away from him. And it cuts to McLeod's face being all like sweaty. And then he's still like doing backflips <laughs> off oh into God. the distance, just like making distance between the two. This was made um, by a fifteen-year-old boy. Keep yeah. it, it, like uh, literally, literally, yeah. every decision is like that. I promise you. All right, that I'm maybe coked up forty-year-old men in Hollywood is like a fifteen-year-old again. Oh. I'm I'm so stoked just listening to this. That's like you're you're <laughs> describing it like with a little bit of like this is a bad thing in your tone, but I'm just like fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Okay, and by the way, uh, I I called the our main character Christopher Lambert McLeod. That is his name. His character uh, name. Yes, okay. I spelt it McCloud in the notes because that's how it's pronounced. But it is Scottish, so his name is like M C L E O D, like uh, McLeod. McLeod. Uh, but uh, I didn't yeah, know that's so how you pronounce that just, name. Right. Exactly. So, fun fact. Thank um, you. Anyway, I now know how two, to pronounce more white names. That's helpful. The lore you know. Uh, the more you know about white guy names. <laughs> um, speaking of white guy names, that's going to be very funny in about 10 to 15 minutes. But all right. Okay. So, so McLeod is fighting Fasil, and he, you know, they go back and forth for a while, but then he shing, slices his head clean off. Excellent. And... His head falls to the ground, and as his head falls to the ground, his headless body starts to glow with 80s special effects of this like lightning enveloping Mm -hmm. his body Mm -hmm. and making Mm -hmm. like the next stump glow. Mm -hmm. And then the body starts hovering off the ground. And then McCloud is going, oh, oh, oh. And all of the lightning that's coming out of this decapitated body is being schlorped. It's going all around. It's like destroying all the cars. Uh, all of the like electrical energy is like flying through the air, and it's all getting sucked into McCloud. And he's loving. He's like, oh <laughs> yeah. Ah! Um, this is an important point to note that uh, this will happen a couple times. But the creators of the series said that this sensation is uh, orgasmic in nature and he really and he and he really portrays that in his depiction of it it really does oh boy it really does read that way i was like is he actually doing a big o and then i looked it up and i was like oh yeah he is okay fantastic such a good actor he is the best uh and so as all of this lightning gets absorbed into McCloud and all the cars explode, um, then it cuts away. Uh, this is another important time to note that uh, as, as I was talking about with Lizzie and I, um, this movie cuts between the past and the present pretty much at random and for no reason. Like Excellent. really, you should have just did the past and then the present 
Because there's like no, like they're never like highlighting the differences. You know how like when you cut back, you're usually like showing how something came to be in the present. Yeah. Um, they're never doing that. They're literally just telling two different stories and then okay. they're like cutting them together to make it feel like it's one like continuous story. So if you are confused, like if you don't know that much about Highlander and you are really confused about how it works, that's why. It's because it's constantly going back and forth for no reason. Is there any indication that it is set in different time periods or are you just Well, yeah, everyone's to? dressed different. Okay. They don't do like present day and like past day. Okay. But but you can like tell. Okay. Um, and everyone's named the same. Okay. So we're in the past now. We're in... 1536 in the Scottish Highlands, and there is a war party. They're all on horses, and they're getting ready to go out from their Scottish castle. And everyone's like, oh, MacLeod, oh, you're the fucking best, MacLeod. Clan MacLeod, we fucking love you. Uh, and we can see Christopher Lambert, again, leading this band of merry travelers, uh, and they are they're going to war. Uh, cause it's the 1500s and you know, that's, that's just kind of what people do. Um, I have to say I was watching this movie and I was watching it with my headphones on and Lizzie was just in the room next to me and I fucking busted a gut because everyone was like, yeah, McLeod, McLeod, we love you, McLeod. And McLeod's already kind of a funny name because it's like McCool, you know how yeah, in like yeah. Scotland they have all those like fun names and stuff. And then he's like, oh, McLeod, can't wait to see what you're going to do out on the battlefield there. And he's like, oh, Cousin Dougal, <laughs> you know me too well. And I was like, Cousin Dougal? Ah, <laughs> oh, I hope he doesn't turn out to be a dick later. Anyway, I love Cousin Dougal. He's not in the movie very much, but I fuck when he said cousin Dougal, uh, it really made me, it really made me happy. Also, he has an uncle named Angus. Obviously, fuck he's yeah. there as well. Anyway, all of these guys go off to war. They meet on the battlefield, and there I wrote in my notes: there's war bagpipes playing in the yes, background because it excellent. is Scotland. Excellent. So they are, excellent. There That's are both all I both need. both sides have their war bagpipes. Fucking. To, going at to, it you know try and try and get the better of the other one um anyway there's one guy on the opposing side who's very clearly way more dangerous than everyone else <laughs> because he's wearing armor made out of what i can only describe as the the like bones of a demon like oh. it's like it's oh like my. he's wearing he's wearing like a skull helmet but the skull is like not a creature that exists it's just okay. like would be a demon yeah so and, once again, fifteen-year-old sketch of guys. Right? Wouldn't this? He's like, this will be so cool and epic, and like, it fucking, no is. fucking yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> aw- yeah, it's awesome. Anyway, he's like, he's like, leave, leave McLeod to me. The re- the rest is yours or whatever. Classic. And so we get the most bizarre scene I've ever seen because it is Connor McLeod and he's walking through this battlefield and he's like, ah. Ah, he's like trying to, I guess, square up with all these people during the battle. And they're all like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, I don't want to fight. Because they're all told, oh, you can't fight Connor McLeod. So like, he's literally like, he like, he, he looks over at Cousin Dougal and he's like, nobody's fighting me. <laughs> like, he literally is like, 
Cousin Dougal, no one's going to fight me. (laughs) And Cousin Dougal's like, oh, you should come over here. There's a lot of people fighting me. (laughs) Tell you what. And then the evil guy shows up and he's like, oh, McCloud, I'll fight you. And he's like, oh, okay, finally, someone will fight me. And after all of this buildup of like, who will fight me? No one's fighting me. This guy rolls up in this like demon armor and he like draws his sword and then he just stabs him. And that's it. Like he just um, immediately is just like, ha, gotcha. And then all of his clansmen, all of, all of, uh, all the McLeod clansmen, like dog pile on him. They don't even stab him or anything. They just like pull him off of him. Like, whoa, bro, bro, whoa, that was, that was way too bad. Um, and then, and he just goes, oh, well, I guess we're done fighting. I'll get you next time, McCloud. <laughs> and, and then that's, that scene is over. Wait, um, wait who got stabbed? Uh, McCloud got oh, stabbed. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just, he shup, gets stabbed, and his, okay. his boys take away the evil guy who stabbed him, and then he's, got uh, he's, di- he's dying now. He got impaled in the okay. stomach. Okay, um, gotcha. This this is the part of the movie where it like jumps back and forth between the present and the past. I won't do that because it's Thank stupid you. and there's no reason to do that. Appreciate um, it. So so I will just continue on, but I do have a note in here that says, uh, just so you guys know, at every scene in this entire movie and most of the subsequent movies, every single line is overdubbed onto the original. Like they clearly filmed it and then they dubbed over it in oh, a studio. No. And you oh. can really tell. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's it, it is, I would say, pretty obvious. Um, oh boy. Connor McCloud's lying on his deathbed. He has his Bonnie last, by the way, who's like, oh, when I get back, I'm gonna fucking put a baby in you. Don't you fucking worry about it. Um but he is he's dying and she's like, Oh, my boy, my sweet boy is dying and they're like, Oh, you fucking bonny lass, you shouldn't be the last thing you hear shouldn't be the crying of a woman. Because you know, it's like yeah. the, it's the fifteen hundreds, but it's also the eighties. So they're just yeah. right. So there's so you know, they're just like, get out of here, you're fucking broad. Um But uh he is dying. Uh the priest comes and he's like, Nothing more I can do. I got other guys who aren't gonna die, so I'm gonna All go help right. them. But this guy, gonna be dead so for dead. sure. <laughs> cut, cut to a new scene where all of these, all these boys are, you know, drinking around a bonfire, I guess. But they are, oh, there's a pale wind about them. Something's not right, and they're like, oh, it's it's not natural. What happened to to Connor? Connor McLeod is his full name. It's like, oh no, I I don't. I don't like all this. And then you can see McCloud's Bonnie Lass is there. And she's like, it's that demon in him. They put a demon inside of him. And and you're like, what are they talking about? What's going on? Oh my and gosh. then he, uh, Connor McCloud just walks into the room. He's A-OK. And he's like, what's going on, guys? Uh, do you guys want to have a drink together? And they're like, oh, you better get the fuck out of here. We're we're pretty sure you're a, you made a pact with a demon or some shit like that. And he's like, what? I'm your boy. I'm McCloud. We, everyone was like, you know, McCloud, McCloud, McCloud. Like everyone, we were all on the same page, just like pretty recently. Um, and they're like, no, you get out of here. And his his old Bonnie Lass is like, ah, oh, fucking, fucking kill him, fucking burn him at the stake. He's he's a fucking demon. He is. Uh, and wow. so so then they're like, okay, yeah, let's do that. So then they <laughs> put him, they put him in like a stockade. 
Okay. And he's like walking around with the, you know, the like yeah. hands up by his head. Mm-hmm. Um, but cousin Angus, he's like, you got to get out of here, McLeod. You know, every everyone wants your head. I, I, you're, you're like a brother to me or my nephew or whatever. But you, <laughs> you're, you're like you a got, relative you, of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta go, my man. They, they want you dead. Um, and he's like, no one's gonna burn McLeod today. We're just gonna banish him forever. He clearly is, you know, not right. We don't like what's going on here. So let's just mm-hmm. kick him out and be done with it. Um, they don't like this, but uh, cousin Angus does. Uh, you know get him out of there and he doesn't die but he clearly has the ability to survive mortal wounds um and you know oh he's a witch what's 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 going on there me wonders so we cut to fucking sucks dude fucking shut shut the fuck up boys (laughs) fucking excellent oh my god i so i have to like in we we live in an age where as a society <laughs> as a society we we live in an age where like our media is made with like more skill intent. more skill and intent than ever before and absolutely like no no heart and like just it's so like just made <laughs> made to be ingested you know and this shit this is to be enjoyed (laughs) this is is the shit that is just like it's so absolutely skillless but so completely earnest and just like fucking like that 15 year old who wrote this was so (laughs) fucking into this and poured his whole heart into it and it's fucking amazing I the, still think the, it's pretty coke fueled. The uh, amount of like the amount of like well paid adults that were involved <laughs> in making this movie makes me so furious that the boomers are like this generation's so lazy. Uh, uh, they don't want to work. They don't want to put in effort. All they want to make is a bunch. Even though we're the most productive generation ever. And they made this kind of shit and they're like, man, kids these days, they just don't want to do things anymore. <laughs> uh, kids these days don't want to go outside and then they look but out let, the window and say well who are those hooligans outside oh yeah there's the guys who are like I was out for my lunch break and I saw people walking around and I was like you should be at work and I was like why were you walking around at lunch <laughs> so keep in mind we are cutting back and forth from the present to the past a bunch mm-hmm. but at this point, we've cut to the present, and now we're cutting back to the past, but now we're cutting five years after the events of the last <laughs> thing we saw in the past. Okay, so he's been banished. He's been banished, but he finds a new Bonnie Lass. A beautiful blonde woman this time, instead of a redhead, which oh. I can I can approve of. Um, and the two of them are living like a... Uh, they're living like off by themselves in this big like turret, I guess, cool. like like a stone turret, uh, that they that they like live in. Are you gonna? Be you all right, bud? No, this 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 next part I really have to like focus all of my <laughs> all of my chakra for. Okay, so the t- these two are living together, um, in, in perfect harmony. I didn't. I literally didn't even write his Bonnie Lass's name down. It's bon- blonde Bonnie least, Lass. It's fine. 
I prob I probably should at least bring it up because <laughs> she is like a main character, <laughs> big air quotes. Yeah. Heather. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure. Her name's, her name's Heather. So Connor and Heather are living together. They're deeply in love. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor still doesn't really know what happened to him back then. He should have died. He didn't. But now he's been banished from his home. But he found a new Bonnie Lass, and he loves her. And the two of them are are happy living on the countryside. He loves he loves living on the highlands. He loves being a Scotsman. It's all it's all fantastic. Uh, the two of them are rolling around in the old grass. And let me tell you, Fran, what? in case. Hold you on. were. Why are they rolling what? around in grass? Uh, they, because they're in love, Fran. Yeah. Oh. But we can't. They're, it's a. It's a sex. It's a sexual thing. Yeah. Oh. Okway. That's why I don't understand it. <laughs> you never. You never want to have sex outside in the in the grass. Not, I don't want to eat outside. Like I just don't want to be outside <laughs> that in, is in absurd. the first place. All right. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, there is some of that going on. If you catch my drift, anyway, um, they are. Uh, uh, so this movie, because it was written by a fourteen-year-old, mm-hmm. um, it gets really horny a lot of, of the time. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna gloss over it most of the time, but they mm-hmm. do just have sex scenes where it's just full titty out. Okay. Um. Uh, so. Yeah, this is the 80s. That was totally cool. 80s. Yeah. I I mean, honestly, more of that, please. (laughs) Was the Bonnie Lass at least 18 years old? Um, I assume so. Like Uh, the actress? If it it makes you... uh, Yeah, she's like... She's in her 20s. Yeah, this was the the Uh, 80s in America, not like in Japan. It was like... Yes, the the no, actresses were eighteen. Was like topless and having sex when she was fifteen on screen. Oh, that's so. weird. Uh, yeah, yeah I, no, it's gross. Don't, <laughs> I don't think it was that, but I haven't researched. Okay. But she doesn't look like a child. She looks like an okay. adult lady. Hopefully, she is. Um, but they are uh copulating. Um, good for them. Proud of them. Yeah, it's it's great for them. But yeah. as they are doing so. <laughs> a horse jumps over the top of both of them in the grass. And yeah, in the, the grass. The horse just shows up. That's fucking terrible. And then, and <laughs> the camera pan, the camera pans up the horse, and you can see that there's a man riding the horse. Oh, I thought it was going to be a schlong. And he says, "Ah, if you two want to touch something, why don't you touch the pulse of the plot, which is what I'm here to describe." <laughs> oh, okay. And, once and, again, I thought it would be a horse stick. Keep going. <laughs> and, I, what, what was... So you thought... I, I want to take a step back. Fran, now. Fran the horse thought, pops up while they're having sex. And it's, I don't and know what 80s movies are like. So and, as far as I his, know, it's like 80s porn. His horse cock comes out and, and he's a talking horse. He's room for one more. No, the man <laughs> is saying, why don't you touch this horse's dick? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what? What? in like foreign porn where no one's speaking English they don't even say stuff like that that's the most unhinged thing I've ever heard in my whole life it's the 80s that's just Why? what I was expecting That was, and it's a 15 year old boy writing this movie on oh. coke Oh my god. The problem is, Fran, I know that the person riding this horse is Sean Connery, so I just imagine him saying that. Oh, if you're like stroking that cock, why don't you give this horse a try? Why don't you give this horse a ride? Oh my god. 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 Oh my god.
Fran. Yeah. back. Oh my god, I knew this was gonna happen. Because this is what happened when I was watching the movie. I just fucking broke down. Fran, are you aware? Are you aware of a little series called James Bond? Have you heard yeah. of that? Are you aware of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? No, that's, Thank you for, Okay, no, so on. you do. So you do. I actually do like that movie, even if some. My father and I watched that movie quite a bit. We enjoyed it. Uh, I like that. Hey, I yeah. like that movie when I was younger. It's. I, um, the Dooku didn't take off. Right. Yeah. The monster verse or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, that was that was like dry run at making a Marvel Universe thing, except that they were just like... failed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, well, they were like, what can, What free characters can we use? For- <laughs> I, listen. Dr. Jekyll? I, the picture I, of Dorian Gray. I want to I wanna make... <laughs> I want to make a fucking like action cinematic universe, but I don't want to spend a lot of money. Can you please get me fucking right. twenty okay, thousand We're gonna have to save Le- League of We're Extraordinary fucking, Gentlemen for a different day. We're fucking falling apart, brother. Oh my god! <laughs> save it, save it, because we're all gonna love that episode. Oh. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I Stay tuned. All right, so Sean Comment, Connery. Comment, like, subscribe. For the we League gotta of get back to Sean Connery. Sean Connery content. Sean. Sean Connery, who is famous for being James Bond, who says that you should not, uh, you should never hit a woman with a closed fist. All should be with her open hand. You strike a woman with an open hand, not a closed fist. Is that actually? That's what Sean. Con- <laughs> that's what Sean Connery said. Okay, great. Um, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> but he did say that. There's an interview. So imagine that guy. Uh, the the womanizer from James Bond and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and he says you should never strike Rock. a woman with a, with a closed <laughs> fist all with an open hand. Um, anyway, it's him. He's the one on the horse, Fran. Okay. Um, Interrupting. And- they're copulating. <laughs> so and he says, Sean Connery. room for one more. Yeah, did she <laughs> right. immediately stop and just say, oh, Sean Connery, hello. And then- So here's the, here's the thing. Sean Connery is famously a Hot. Scotsman. I don't. I mean, people if you're in the think that. he's hot. Uh, yeah, he, people I'm do think saying. he's hot. Frank. He was. Yeah, he was a, a weirdly he, a sex symbol at Bond. that time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean he's a ha- he's a hairy man. I can't. <laughs> I can't deny that. Um. So he is famously a Scotsman. Mm-hmm. This movie is called Highlander. Okay. About a about a Scotsman. Is it? Is it? I him? I. A, I foolishly, erroneously said to myself, oh, they're going to bond about being Scotsman. Okay. Connor McLeod looks at him and he says, who who the devil are you? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, my name is Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez. No. In, in his Scottish no. accent. Is, I, am, no. I am the Spaniard. <laughs> I am the Spaniard. You mean Sean Connery is and, Spaniard? And and Con- and Connor oh McCloud is like, wait, Fred, because Connor McCloud goes, I don't need some Spanish peacock showing up here and like ruining my life. And he's like, well, actually, I'm Egyptian. <laughs> what? Okay, now why? Why? Right. Why? So uh, so here's so here's where we're gonna get into it. Which how did Sean Connery gonna, end up in this movie? I'm gonna talk about Ramirez. For the rest of the episode, because I have to, but because it it's troubling, I'm troubled by it. 
It keeps you up at night. Anyway, Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez shows up. He is Sean Connery. He says he's not Spanish. He's Egyptian. Right. And he's wielding a katana. This is good showing and not telling. This is great. He has, I definitely he has could have figured all this out just from He has it. a Spanish katana, which is all Are you sure it's not amazing. an Egyptian katana? Nope. Well, as we'll figure out. Don't worry, Frank. <laughs> Don't worry about okay. it. Don't worry about it. It's uh, we are. Oh, you didn't think that there was gonna be a montage right now, a training montage? Well, you're fucking wrong, Fran. Because let's let's talk about it a little bit. All right. Is it Sean the same Conner- katana that he that McLeod yes. had at the beginning? Okay. Yes, Fran. You're starting That's where to, it came you're from. to put the pieces put together. Pieces right. together. Show not so, tell. See, Got it. Weird. It's like when you do the story linearly, stuff kind of makes sense when it shows up <laughs> later. And it's not like, why does he have that? So uh, Sean Connery is rowing the two of them out in a rowboat onto the loch. That's uh, that's uh, Scottish, you for... know, Scottish for lake. Yeah. Ah, thank you. A- and thank you. Um, and he he's like, you don't even know what you are, McLeod. He doesn't do that because he's Sean Connery. So he's like, I'll tell you what you are. And then he throws him off the boat. And he's like, oh, I can't swim. Because he's like an old-timey person. Old-timey people can't swim. Oh, um, is that And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. He, people just didn't learn how to swim because. So they just when, drowned? Yeah. When would, yeah, you just don't go in water. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you didn't know what? that, Fran? No. Why, why didn't people know how to swim? Why, wait, Fran, why do you think they did moats? Because then, oh. You know, right? Because no <laughs> one knew how to swim. I, I thought it was more just like it's just really cumbersome to try and get across that with like. Well, yeah, if you're in armor, you will sink. <laughs> yeah. But also, people just didn't know how to swim. Oh, that's I like just just, it was that's like I didn't think no, it was it's like, like a problem. Oh, pretty much only sailors knew how to swim, and not even all of them. That seems like a skill that really should have been learned. For what? If you're a fucking medieval peasant, you're like working the land all day. When are you gonna swim? Is, you can't. Are there ponds? Are there not ponds? <laughs> no, not really. Are they fishing? The, do they go fishing? The ponds. Why that do you there think are, there's all those stories yeah. about like? You don't need to swim in a pond. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's all these like stories about staying away from rivers because they literally just whoop, oh, take you away. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, I grew why. up in Kansas. We don't have water there. Right. So, and you didn't learn how to swim. That's that's fair. I actually am not very good at swimming. So there you go. So there you go, friend. There you go. Oh, so you know. I assume that Scotland had like water locks. Yeah, locks. <laughs> well, yeah, but not everyone not knows. Monster. It's just one of those things where it's like in old timey days, you can't really like take time out of your schedule to go learn how to swim. Is that so. why they would throw witches in the water? And if they could quote unquote float, well, they, they would. They would tie stones to them. <laughs> oh, also, okay. but yeah, they just did it to you know kill people. Okay, well, the lore of swimming. There you go. Great. Um, Learned but he throws him. Again. He throws him in. Uh, Connor sinks to the bottom because he can't swim. But he mm-hmm. uh, is not dead. He's just not breathing anything. But he's just kind of walking at the bottom of the lake. That's pretty cool. Um, Ramirez reveals to him. He says, "You are special, McLeod, because oh. you are an immortal." As as am I. I'm also an immortal. But I thought there can only be one. Well, he says, you see, us immortals have been living amongst the humans for generations. Uh, mm-hmm. Ramirez says that he's over 2,000 years old, which is why he's from Egypt. Uh, Ramirez says, McLeod, you're an immortal. You're, mo- you're an immortal. And I'm going to teach you how to fight good because us immortals, we've got some rules. That's right. There's a big 
game afoot. The game, if you will. And it is as such. All the immortals are destined to fight each other until there is only one left. Oh. Hence, there can be only one. But there's literally many of them. Right, but they will fight until there is only one. Okay. Now, he tells him that the experience of slaying an immortal is called the quickening. Okay. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> That's the orgasm we had to uh, yeah, fuck un- yeah. endure so, earlier. So here's the, th- here's the thing at this point about the quickening. It kind of is electricity <laughs> because he goes off onto like a bluff while it's storming and he like absorbs lightning and he's like, oh, you're experiencing the quickening, McLeod. And he's like, oh, 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 and he's like doing that on a bluff. But he's also like, focus on that deer over there, McLeod. Do you feel its heartbeat? That's the quickening. And I'm like, what? What is it? <laughs> it doesn't matter because later, basically, the quickening is just whenever an immortal dies. Along the way. No, whenever an immortal <laughs> dies, the quickening happens. And at this point, it's kind of like. Everyone, every immortal in the world kind of feels the quickening when it happens. Okay. So whenever, whenever an immortal dies, mm-hmm. everybody, all knows. the, all the rest of the immortals kind of feel the quickening. The notification it, goes out. Yeah. And it makes them a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger now. Ramirez is like, there's some rules, McLeod. Immortals are immortal as long as they don't get their head chopped off. You keep your head on your shoulders and you won't die. Okay. So they can suffer any amount of mortal wound, but they will continue to survive because they're immortals. Only getting their head chopped off will kill them, which means pretty much every immortal only fights with a sword because it's really the only reliable way to chop a person's head off. You can get a chainsaw. Uh, right, you're but like skipping, a blade you're skipping weapon. ahead to the anime, friend. But okay, yeah, a, a bladed. That's why. That's why even in like the future, guns don't really matter because you have to cut off the head of an, yeah. an immortal to kill them. And bullets don't cut heads off, obviously. Ex- exactly. Um, there's some other rules. One, not really a rule, but immortals incapable of bearing children. They're all infertile. Mm. Eh, bummer. Um, that sounds like. A- all the I guess in, sex dodged, you can Yeah, have. dodged a bullet there. I, yeah, literally that is maybe just the reason they do that. Um, secondly, never fight on holy ground. Which, whatever. And like... What's I, considered holy ground? Oh, Fran. Uh, oh, Fran. God, Fran. <laughs> what is considered holy ground? God. All right, we'll come back Dude, to you later. But I, right now... Oh, it's so good. That. Got it. I love when fucking lore is just is arbitrary rules. That <laughs> is the wrestling match holy ground? No. Okay. Right. Fuck you, probably we'll yes. It, friend, probably but- yes. We'll come back to a friend, but I'm livid right now. <laughs> okay. I just want you to know. Third, there's this thing that's going to happen that's called the gathering. Where all the immortals that are left, there's going to be few enough immortals that they're all going to come together and they're all going to fight until there is only one left. Mm -hmm. They're going to be drawn together. Okay. Electrically, they're going to feel that they need to come together and they are going to 
fight for what is known as the prize. And the prize is everything. It's the mm-hmm. ultimate prize. All of all of the knowledge, all of the power, everything that the immortals are fighting for is the prize. But no one actually knows what the prize is. No one knows what the prize is, but they know that if the prize if the prize <laughs> Thank you, friend. <laughs> it's a yacht. <laughs> Come on down! You've won a year's supply of spam. Oh. I killed all my friends. <laughs> I mean, he also got so, some good orgasms in, though, so, you know. Hell, oh, yeah, that's great. Anyway, so for basically no reason, uh, Ramirez is training is training McLeod, even though there can be only one, and presumably eventually they'll have to fight each other to the death. But I think the intention here is... A fair fight? Well, Ramirez says that if the prize falls into an evil person's hand, then all of humanity will kind of be doomed to, mm. like, like serve that one person because they'll just be too strong. Yeah. And so Ramirez, who's a like good soul, sees another good soul within McLeod, and he wants to teach him so they kind of improve their odds of winning the prize collectively. Uh-huh. Do you have you look, you look inquisitive, friend? Is, yeah. there, is there something uh, I can help you? Uh-huh. With? I have thoughts that I can't. I, I, they're jumbled. I'll let you know. All right. That's Let's keep, that's exactly you know. where you should be right now. You're you're doing okay. great, right. Fran. Thanks. So so, uh, Connor and Ramirez are are as brothers now. They've bonded through training and through love and life and Ramirez is teaching him all his life lessons Mm -hmm. and he knows all these like Spanish fencing techniques even though he has a fucking katana and it makes me so angry as if you could could just use one thing for the other but whatever cultural appropriation it's it's so that 15 year old is so good I can like I can feel his energy like his his pure joy in his heart when he said, but no, Ramirez won't use a Spanish sword. He'll use a fucking katana. And he thought he was the he, most genius writer in the world and he was right. And that, and that is the main weapon for the rest of the season. I'm so angry. <laughs> anyway, how'd he get that katana? So Connor is like, oh, I love my bonnie lass. He doesn't say that because he doesn't even have as good of a Scottish accent as I mean with doing my fake funny one. But he's like, oh, I love my bonnie lass. I want to marry her. And Ramirez goes, oh, you can't marry her, McLeod, because A, we're infertile. You can't give her a baby. And she's like a 1500s lady, and she wants you to put babies inside of her. And B, you'll outlive her. Brother, you're gonna you're gonna like live forever. You can't like you don't age as well as all this other stuff. And she's gonna die. And I've had I've had three wives, McLeod. Listen, listen, McLeod, if there's one thing I've learned, it's you can't spend your life taste chasing pushy. You can't chase <laughs> You can't chase so you give pushy. you give them the shaft and then you move on, McLeod. <laughs> Um, question. <laughs> question. Yes, friend. Did he, how did he, so, okay, this is probably something that will make you angry, and I hope you'll answer it later. Uh-huh. How did McLeod not know he was immortal before? Or did so, he become immortal? Because if no. he was, they, w- when so, like, you, he was when, born immortal? What happens? Is it, like, everyone, the Avatar spirit? What's going on? As it, as it, 
turns out over the series of everything else that happens, immortals are always like found children. So it, it's always like one of those like baby at the doorstep kind of oh, deals. Interesting. They don't seem to they have kind of appear. Right. They don't seem to have like parents. Mm. Um, they're they're children of destiny that just kind of show up, and okay. so the stork they, brought them. Yeah, basically, and mm-hmm. they are. Um, yeah, they, they they don't like have a very clear origin. So, and this is a good point to to just say that like this movie is steeped in like sort of mystical fantasy. Like it's supposed to all be kind of like there aren't any clear answers. And then that's why the second movie is really bad. But we'll get into that. But Ramirez is teaching Connor and he's saying, uh, I'll teach you everything I know because there is a really evil guy and he can't get the prize. I, if he gets it, that's a big problem for humanity because this guy is called the Kurgan. Now, the Kurgan, according to Spanish Sean Connery, is mm-hmm. a group of Russians, a, a tribe of Russian people that were bloodthirsty warriors, some of the strongest warriors history has ever known. And there's one who was an immortal. Mm-hmm. And if that immortal were to win the prize, humanity would be donezo. And so that's no good. The Cold War can't escape. Yeah. Right. This movie also it, can't obviously, yeah, exactly, it. and can't have that, the Russians win. That guy that killed McLeod the first time in the battle, mm-hmm. that was the Kurgan. Oh, that's he, why he had demon armor because Russians had demons. Yeah, and he and he wanted to kill McLeod because there can be only one. The thing that he shouts as his clansmen were pulling him away: "There can be only one, McLeod." <laughs> So, how did he find him? Huh? Because they're attracted Fran, to one another. All the, all the immortals, all, no, all the immortals are attracted to each other because uh-huh. they need to fight each other. Yeah. Um, are all I the mean, immortals a, male? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Until, obviously. until oh, they're attracted uh, to each other, all right. <laughs> un, until the series. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. The Kurgan can't get the prize. Ramirez says that flat out. He's going to teach McLeod how to be stronger than even he is. And he's going to tell him that he can't be with his, his Bonnie Lass Heather because he's had wives before. Three of them, in fact, which I don't know why that gives him the right to be like, oh, you shouldn't do it. But he's like, listen, McLeod, I had a wife. Her name was Shikiko, which is a Japanese name said by Sean Connery. So I have literally no idea what name it's I supposed to be. I love it. It's <laughs> probably just a 15-year-old coked up boy's idea of what he, a Japanese but he's, name sounds like. But he like. said, I, f- I fell in love with a beautiful a beautiful <laughs> girl named Sh- Shikiko, who was the... <laughs> say what you're going to say, because when I start, I'm not going to stop. Her, her name was Shamaraya. <laughs> very close that's almost exactly it he says i fell in love i traveled to the land of japan and i fell in love with a beautiful woman named shakiko who is the daughter of masamune you know the guy who made all the swords and kill yeah, bill yeah, yeah. masamune oh and 
as as a dowry for marrying his daughter, Masamune made me a blade <laughs> like yeah, no dude. other. Mm. And that that is the sword that I carry with me to this day. Mm. Fucking Masamune blade. Oh my god. Like fucking Sephiroth! <laughs> Sephiroth. <laughs> Shanaroth. <laughs> And so that's why he has a Japanese katana, because he fell in love with a Japanese woman, Shikiko, mm-hmm. and her dad, Masamune, who is a historical figure who may have existed, mm-hmm. but is one of those historical figures that becomes mythic to the point of, like, who knows <laughs> what they did and what they it. didn't, which, which <laughs> yeah. we'll get back to later again, but it's... Her dad made him a sword, and that's that sword, and it's very good. It's unlike any other blade, except p- perhaps all the Kill Bill ones. I don't know. <laughs> uh, while Ramirez is continuing to train, uh, the Kurgan shows up. He finds oh. them because, again, they're, they're, attracted they're all drawn to each together. Other. Yep. It's one of those things where McLeod is kind of like gone, and so it's it's just uh, Ramirez and the Kurgan, and they're at their like a turret house that they live in and they do a big fight and it is so i will say all the fights are they're bad i don't i don't like them, but <laughs> they're the, they're the kind of thing where like one person is clearly better through the whole mm. fight mm. and then at the end they just lose because the plot says they need because to lose plot. Yeah. So like Ramirez is clearly better at fighting the whole time, and he's yeah. doing quips the whole time, and he's like, "Oh, I should work on your footwork." Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, though, the Kurgan, who, oh my god, I forgot. Um, I'll 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 reveal it later because <laughs> I'm I'm excited for that. But the Kurgan stabs Sean Connery in the back, and he goes, "You know what, big boy." There can be only one. He takes his sword out and he slashes his head off. And Sean Connery has been defeated. And he gets the quickening. He's like, oh, oh because, you know, yeah, he'd yeah, be another yeah. immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, but before he died, uh, the, the, the Kurgan was like, who's that lady? Because he was at you know, the house with Heather. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's, that's my wife. And he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know. Do bad non non monetizable oh, things to listen, her. Listen, I this is an '80s movie, and I'm the villain. Like, and and she, right, yeah. <laughs> he's really he's really a villain. He's like, oh, when you're dead, you don't even know what's gonna happen. So, cut forward. Okay, so that all ends. Ramirez is dead. The Kurgan wins. Mm-hmm. Heather is old now. She's aged. We're forward in time again. Okay. And McCloud is like, I'm so sad that Ramirez died. And I want to avenge him, but I'm so glad I got to spend my whole life with you, Heather, because I do actually love you, and I'm glad we got to spend our lives together, and you're going to die now. And then she says the most scary fucking thing. <laughs> I was I was watching this movie, and she's like, I don't, I don't want to die. Like, you're going to outlive me? You're going to live forever? I, I don't, I don't want to be dead. I want to I keep living with you forever. But I, but I know that I can't. So will you light a candle on my birthday every year to remember Aww. me? And he's like, "Oh, I'll do that, honey." He, he, like, oh. he was like, and then and, <laughs> and then she goes, 
where are we? Where where are we, Connor? And she's like, oh, we're in the Highlands, love. Oh, it's so beautiful. And then she's fucking just dying in his arms. And it's really, really sad. And it makes me very scared. And I... Yeah. And I'm going to keep moving through that. Because, uh, because you know how... You know how, like, some movies are, like, when they have immortal people, they're like, oh, I just can't wait to die. Oh, uh, I think it's just going to be so nice when I'm dead. Not this one. It's like, nope. It's every time you die, it's like, yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking, it's fucking great. It's, it's just, it's just will, will you light a candle for me? Well, for a while, but then I'll forget you as you pass away no, into history he, and cease to be. He, do, he does it in every movie, Ethan. How dare you? How dare you say that? Um, oh, by the way, uh, McLeod got the sword, obviously, yeah, after. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, that, not... he, he he wields it in honor of his master. Yeah, of course. So, to the future, to the future of the 1980s. Okay, future Remember, slash present day. All this happened in the past. This is all the like flashbacks that were going on. These are intercut into this, but like this is all what happened in the past. So you're welcome. That's Thank the you. chronological order. Thank you. Enjoy. So, if you remember, Connor f- murdered that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. The police, he does this super bizarre thing where he leaves the crime scene, but he hides his sword on, like, you know, the hanging light fixtures. Yeah. He, like, puts his sword up there and, like, runs. Why? I, yeah, right. <laughs> but he gets, he gets caught by the police immediately. Uh-huh. And they're like, where are you, where are you running, big boy? Which, like... <laughs> I don't know how the police got there. I guess they got there because the quickening happened and like all the stuff was exploding. <laughs> right, and right. he was just like running and he was just like running away from it. And the police like grab him and they're like, where are you going? Huh? What are you doing? And they're like patting him down and they're like throwing him around. And he's like throwing the police around. They all have their guns pointed at them, but they don't shoot him. I'm like, this is the least realistic scene I've ever seen. They would just put him white. down. If no. he just started, well, yeah, I, I did. I did put in my notes that like he should have been shot in the head, but he's white, so they didn't. Yes, yep. Um, correct. But I guess that's why he hid his sword because he knew he was gonna get caught by the police. He, he was like, "I did a really loud orgasm back there. They probably people heard me." I guess. Anyway, they bring him into the questioning room. They say a lot of words you can't say anymore. <laughs> I was taken <laughs> aback by the scenes. They said the they said a no no f word that you can't oh. say anymore, and that was oh eh. I, yeah. Anyway, I don't think I've heard that in media in a very long time. So they're questioning him. He calls himself Nash mm-hmm. now. His his last name is Nash because he's like hiding his the fact mm-hmm. that he's an immortal who lives forever. Mm-hmm. So they're like, so Nash, what you know? Do you know anything about this guy who died? His head got chopped yeah. off. You know, he had a very precious sword on him. That seems like Nash. His identity is like an antiquator. He like, mm. you know, because he sure, does the thing yeah. where he's like has all the stuff that he's collected through history, and he like pretends he has an antique shop, but it's actually just his stuff that he has mm-hmm. collected. Um, they're like. He had a really precious sword. Maybe you wanted that sword, but it's like the sword was at the crime scene, you fucking idiot. Like, well, what do you think I was doing? Um, but he, so he gets questioned by the police and they just let him go because I guess they yeah. don't have enough evidence, which is like, it's the NYPD. They're going to like rough him up, I guess, but he just gets up and leave. Oh, it's a guy needs um, 
another thing that happened in the past that doesn't really matter too much, but he lived through World War II, obviously. Um, when he was in World War II, he was just like walking around through Europe, I guess. And mm-hmm. there was this little girl who was like misplaced by the war. And then he's like, oh, don't worry. I'll take care of you because I'm a good guy. And then a Nazi shows up and like, you know, fills him full of lead. And then he just gets up off the ground and takes his gun and like shoots the Nazi. And he was like, get fucked, Nazi, because mm, fuck yeah. Good, you know, good shit. Kill, yeah, kill Nazis. It's awesome. Um, but we then the little girl. Again. The little girl that he saved grew up and is now his like secretary. And she knows that he's an immortal. Mm. Um, but she's like helping to try and keep a secret, uh, you know, because she owes him a life debt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But so he goes back to his his like collection, I guess, mm-hmm. his his antique store, but he doesn't really sell anything. Anyway, there's one crime scene investigator, uh, Brenda Wyatt, and she's like on the case. She's she like picked a little metal out of the concrete. Remember, I said he like chopped through the concrete with his samurai yeah. sword. She like picks the metal out and she's like, this metal is folded 200 times. <laughs> <laughs> Says that she's like, This was made by this was this is a Masamune blade. Oh <laughs> I've seen four oh cases God. like this before as <laughs> fucking Masamune blades. And so, and so she's like really suspicious, right? And so she's following this Nash guy, uh, to try to figure out what's going on. Meanwhile, in the background, the Kurgan is also now in New York mm. because as we see, as, armor. No, now he doesn't have demon armor. Now he has like goth boy armor. He's wearing like oh god. He's wearing like he's wearing like chainmail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. He's, he's wearing like he's he's wearing chainmail that goes over like his shoulder, mm-hmm. and he's he's got like leather daddy stuff on. All right. He checks into like a super skeezy hotel. Oh, this is a good point to mention, Fran. Uh, a prostitute gets sent to, gets sent to his hotel, and he's like, <laughs> "I'm gonna do sex on her because there's a lot of sex scenes in this movie." Yeah. Um, uh, played by uh the Clancy man, Mr. Krabs himself. So if you want, <laughs> if Wait, you want to see prostitute, no the the Kurgan the whole time. Oh, uh, got the, it. The guy who's the guy who's <laughs> okay. all about uh our word and pillaging and uh, yeah. doing murders and fucking whores, Mr. Uh, Krabs. Mr. Mr. Krabs. All right, he goes, I'm going to fuck this whore. <laughs> SpongeBob, me boy. Let me cock ye. Um, no, he does a really good job, but uh, he, I think he has distanced himself a little from his old roles, and he never reprised his role as mm. the Kurgan, even though they asked him to. Uh, so... And he said he no. He does. Well, and later, later in the movie, he's like... Oh, McLeod, I gonna I did some terrible things to your master. I did a an unconsensual oh. crime to your master's <laughs> lady, and oh. then and then McLeod had like a weird look uh-huh, on his face. He's like, and he's like, oh, that was your lady that I did an unconsensual <laughs> bad word to, wasn't it, McLeod? And she didn't even tell you. Oh, I'm 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 big dicking you right now. You you've been cucked, McLeod. <laughs> And it's Mr. Krabs. It's fucking fucking insane. The 80s is fucking wild, dude. Love it. Anyway. So 
McCloud is realizing that the the gathering is Mr. Krabs. No. Well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he does realize that, but he he is understanding that the gathering is among him. You know, it's the final days. Seems that as though the 1980s is the time. It's the end of to end of time. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was 2012 or 2000. No, it was definitely the 80s. McCloud meets another one of his friends who's like a an Afrikaans warrior, and they hang out for a while. But he just dies to the Kurgan. He just exists to get fucked up. Yes, yeah, okay. Um, but but ba- but basically, the gathering is happening right now, oh. and uh, and so the movie unfurls and in New York. The, is that where they in are? New, yes, in New okay. York City. And this Brenda Wyatt is like chasing down the truth. Eventually, she figures out that Connor McCloud is the only McCloud from the clan to like survive she like sees all of these mcclouds through history and then she's learning like oh actually it's the same guy he just keeps showing up over and over um and he has taken on this name nash mm. which so sometimes immortals take different names depending on where they are mm-hmm. so we can infer that ramirez decided he was living in Spain for a while, and so he decided his new name was Ramirez. So at some point, he renamed himself to Ramirez. Okay, is a thing is a thing that we're thinking right now. Okay, okay, great. Um, but he, I wasn't, but he's, but yeah, well, yeah, but right, but he's dead now. Anyway, she figures out that here's another thing that happens every time. Whenever a lady figures out that McCloud is like immortal. She gets real horny and they have sex. Yeah. Including she, the daughter character? That's the secretary? No, they never okay. no, they never okay, they never good. It does, I mean they good. never sh- no, they never show that at <laughs> okay. the very least. No, basically whenever a lady is like you've lived for 1000 years, then like literally th- without another single word, they just yeah. start doing doing the sex. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, I like mean, I don't know what I would do if a man if I figured that out about a man, honestly, yeah, probably get undressed. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah, apparently, it's like older, it's not compelling. Old, I yeah, know I would. Yeah, older men are very attractive, and then like that much older, it's just it's compelling. An impossible <laughs> amount of attractiveness. Anyway, the gathering has happened. Basically, the only two people left are the Kurgan and McLeod, which is you know obviously what we were building up to, and so uh, the two of them kind of meet they go mcleod is in a church and the kurgan shows up and he does about a lot of crass things in church you wouldn't normally do such things in church so does the church not count as holy ground it does so they're not fighting each other got it they're just they're just talking to each other you can say a lot of no-no words in the church oh remember 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 the rules uh-huh. Yeah, you really can. You really can say it. Yeah. <laughs> you really do. Um, but he says, remember the rules, McCloud. No fighting on holy ground. And McCloud's like really angry about it. But then they... So all of these movies end in sort of an industrial, like empty industrial building where they just kind of yeah. like fight through. And that's kind of what happens here. They meet up in a building. They fight for a long time. And again, it does that thing where the Kurgan is winning the whole fight. Like, yeah. no issues. He should just be the victor. But then at the end, McCloud slices his head off with his master's katana. And he gets the final quickening. And he goes, oh, oh, And then he goes, wait, what is, what is the line? Ethan, He's, you do the line. He says, 
I know everything. I am everything. Oh. Yeah, Ethan said it. We heard. It. We didn't hear it because Discord cut out. Like, I am everything. Yeah, sorry. I I got into my my orgasm voice and it was a little too high no, pitched. Well, well, the, no, that'll that'll be that'll be perfect for the that'll be perfect for this the show. So we learned that the Sean Connery has a voiceover now, and nice. he says, "That's that's right, McLeod." The prize is understanding everything. It's, it's the experience of all living things put into you. You can understand everyone's thoughts, emotions, feelings, desires, and you can use this ability to shape reality however you want it to. You can make human race you could you could wipe out the human race or you could make it better forever. You are at one with everything that is alive. With the entire universe, you have infinite knowledge. And using this knowledge, you can become mortal. You can allow yourself to live and die and have children and live a mortal life. And and he's like, great. I love that because I want to I, I want to bone up this new lady because I just met this lady, new lady. Yeah. But... Yeah, I met I met this new lady and we had a, a little bit of sex and we saw it. And Lizzie said during the sex scenes they do that thing where they like arch their back a lot, but like too yeah. much. Like they're constantly like, Aah! yeah, as yeah. if they're like, I, I don't I don't know what that is. I I ain't never seen that in all my days. But maybe I'm, I'm just not very good at sex, I guess. But I mean, you're not immortal. I'm not. That's in many ways. and that's such a turn off. Like I got it. Yeah, that's such a that's such a beta move. <laughs> You're gonna die it's one day. It's a real day. mood killer. Yeah, <laughs> outrageous. Um, but he gains the prize, and all the immortals are dead, and they're inside of him, and he is the victor, and he's the last immortal. He says there can be only one, and that is actually how he talks. That was like a perfect. That was really good, Christopher Lambert. Chris Christopher Lambert Lambert voice, and then, and then it's over. He, you know, one final big shock. And the implication is he uses his knowledge to <laughs> use, further, he, uses, further humanity. Yeah. He he uses his knowledge to influence Ronald Reagan, who then <laughs> Where? tears down Where? the wall. That's an interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting thought you had there, Connor McLeod. Well, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> is your your maybe the poor are people with your guidance is we'll make a world of peace and prosperity and capitalism the three goods of this world did, so did that actually happen in this movie i mean spiritually so here's, okay here's here's the thing fran okay. and i was rant i was ranting and raving at the beginning uh-huh and i wanted to spend most of the time on the main source material i'll say this is probably uh-huh. the source material mm-hmm. um let's talk about what what comes next yeah, if there can only be one, how in the world are there four more movies, two of which being after an entire TV series? Oh, oh Frank. Is this, oh, is this, bless, bless your heart. Are these flashbacks or do more Highlanders happen? Oh, oh, friend, bless your sweet Also, heart. why are they called? Okay, pardon, pardon. What are you, so what are, is it called are, the Highlander because he is from the Highlands? Yes. Yeah. Is that why this is? It yes. has nothing to do with the He's, whole immortal titles or anything like he that. He is the Highlander. 
who is everyone also calls the everyone one. yeah everyone calls him Highlander. Yeah, it's just that's just just only, like the villain is like the Kurgan. Name? Okay. Right. The Kurgan, Got that's it. not his real name, but yeah, that's Got it. It's, they don't call him Connor. Fran, that I knew there was a reason we did a podcast together. God damn, <laughs> can you do a segue? <laughs> Happy to help. Did Sean Connery's character come up with a Japanese name for himself when he had that Japanese wife and he got his blade for Massive Moon name? <laughs> you, you, and if you so, may, what would it be? You may call me Shashke. <laughs> I'm, I'm from the Hidden Leaf clan. <laughs> I'm from clan Hidden Leaf. <laughs> Um, I, I right, will use my to... my sharing gun, and everybody looks at. Is did he pronounce that right? He's like, yeah, oh yes, yeah. so it's my sharing. My shan my sharing gun. <laughs> Fucking hell! All right. <laughs> do you guys do you guys want to know what happens in the other ones? Um, of course. I want to so, know CJ. How could that happen? Yeah, I I want to know though, CJ. Can I? <laughs> Can I make a Sean Connery with a shari gun for the the thumbnail for this, please? <laughs> <laughs> if this doesn't have a thumbnail of a, a Sean Ring gun, are you gonna are you gonna put it in his eyes? <laughs> the, the most bizarre part of that is we already have a thumbnail. <laughs> Just like that, with Patrick Star, <laughs> we already talked about Mr. Krabs. <laughs> oh you gonna make it? All right. Oh, that's yeah, cool. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make it. <clears throat> All right. All right. So this story is pretty much wrapped up, right? Mm-hmm. He had his last orgasm. Where do we go now? So Highlander 2 was a movie that they made to be a direct sequel to Highlander 1. However, I would say they were very Dragon Ball Z in their approach <laughs> to how they to how they wanted to make their sequel. By whatever in, do you mean? In the same way that Dragon Ball was a mostly fantastical mythological style story that they decided to make into aliens from other planets so too did they decide in highlander 2 to get a little bit funky with the lore <laughs> oh shit are immortals aliens so is that why they just appeared on people's doorsteps so let's let's open highlander 2 a completely non-canonical story that every other piece of media decided to ignore oh we are opening to a scene that is 500 years ago and also on a different planet called Zeist. Zeist? It is, it is yes. both in the is past. Is X or a Z? A Z. It is both in the past and on a different planet. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's not really that They're long, but okay. A, bun- a bunch of guys are collecting together because they want to overthrow this guy named General Katana, who is an evil dude who's been oppressing them. Is his name Masamune? No. Okay. There is one guy who's kind of leading the group, and he is Sean Connery, and his name- He came is- back? And his name is Ramirez. <laughs> so- <laughs> He he's an alien from the planet <laughs> Zeist 
who is Scottish, whose name is Ramirez. That's Why the just hell his, did he say he was Egyptian? That's just his name, Fran. It's Ramirez. And he says, we need to overthrow General Katana, but I will not be the one who leads you. And then one random guy's like, but who's going to lead us then? He's like, let him introduce himself. And he points into the crowd and he points towards Christopher Lambert. That's right. We have Connor what? McLeod in the middle of these alien guys and he and he's like you will be the one who leads us and he's like why me and because he's like because we're both immortals and he's like oh okay yeah it makes a lot of sense <laughs> okay and then and then they fight this war against general katana and then they lose because mm-hmm. they didn't do a very good job mm-hmm. so they get captured and this is fucking 10 minutes of the movie is devoted to this it blows my fucking mind all right so they get (laughs) captured and they get sent to this like tribunal and then in the tribunal they're like uh so you are immortal obviously Uh um so are you know connor you're immortal ramirez you're immortal and uh general katana you're an immortal but we have a special punishment that we do for immortals who rise up against us. We send them to a distant planet called Earth to mm-hmm. get reborn as mm-hmm. immortals where they must fight in the game until there's only one of them left. Uh-huh. As we do with all immortals, we send them to different time periods and with different names so that eventually they all fight in the game and eventually there can be only one. How and many if- times did they try to overthrow the government on this planet for there to be that many <laughs> well, immortals on Earth? <laughs> so, so not only are immortals aliens from uh-huh. a different planet, uh-huh. but they're also a subset of those aliens that just happen to also be immortals. Right, yeah. And if they step out of line with the government, then they get banished to the Earth. You would but assume the government would be run by those immortals, but the, all right. the Earth, the Earth in the future, five hundred years in the future, on a different planet called Earth, and you have to go compete in the game. The game is you have to be the last one standing. If you're the last one standing, then you get to get the prize. The prize is you can live you can live and die on earth as a mortal mm-hmm. or you can come back to zeist mm. as an immortal with your faith restored because they say that the immortals are demonic entities they they're like you are faithless heathens that the um, the immortal spirit inside of you is a demon if you win the game on Earth in the future, then you can come back here and your faith is restored. Uh, Are the aliens... I have two options here. Either Catholic or Mormon, because the Mormons have something about an alien planet that, also. That's the thing, Fran. They can't fight on holy ground. Yeah. What does that mean to an alien? Exactly. Uh, I just... Is Christ... <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Is this absolutely. the actual planet that Mormons are referring to, possibly? Uh, for sure, but I... What is that planet called? I want to be 100% clear, Fran, because you were 
you were being a little bit sassy earlier about, uh -huh. oh, Highlander 1 sounds like it was written by a 40-year-old on cocaine. No, this one is yeah. what it sounds like when it's written by a 40-year-old on cocaine. Mm. This is, you can so see. the first movie. It's, the first movie was the 40-year-old, the coked up 40-year-old's 15-year-old journal entries. <laughs> and then the sequel was you this know, is what he always had intended. <laughs> oh, uh, this is a great time to tie into our previous episode. Um, this movie, Highlander 2, is listed as one of the worst movies that's ever been made. <laughs> I agree with this. <laughs> however, however, this is one of the same lists that also includes the Super Mario Brothers oh. 1993 movie. <laughs> This movie is so much more bad than that. Like, I think, I, I think that the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie is actually a hidden gem. People just didn't understand it. They couldn't appreciate it. I think that movie is actually good. This movie is actually one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen in my whole life. And you've watched some bad movies. And I've watched a lot of bad movies. <laughs> And keeping in mind, they got a lot of the original cast to come back for this Which movie. Which is surprising. Did the first one do well in the box office or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. love the first. People love the first one. This okay. one, maybe not so much. I don't even know if people know this one exists. But how many years after the first one did this one release? So the first one was an '80s movie, '85. Yeah. This one, '90s movie. I think it was 1982. Oh. See, that's the issue. People aren't as coked up anymore. Oh, yeah, right. And they yeah, weren't they ready to, they to kind of gonna... receive this. So let's fly through some of this stuff because I don't want to talk about literally everything, but also it is fucking bananas. Anyway, <laughs> the immortals come from a different, distant planet. They are sent to the Earth via tractor laser beam kind of thing. Of course, where they just alien dissolve technology. It. Alien right, technology. and they just like yeah. show up on Earth. Classic. And the the reasoning is they put them at different time periods so that they would not do a big fight all at once. Because that's lame. I, I guess. Because that'd be lame. Right. They want to do like the it. Fortnite thing where you have to like build yeah. up. Do you, do you think, I mean, they should maybe just kind of be scanning, you know, paying a little bit of attention to Earth. And then Ramirez could look and he'd be like, well. It seems like I've been on Earth for 1,500 years at this point, which maybe tells me that this insurrection we're doing is not going to go well. <sighs> well, here, here's the... Oh, here's the thing. Okay, so <laughs> why did Ramirez find McCloud in the first movie? Because he just kind of mm -hmm. shows up. Because they have this, like... They're, they're supposed to have this, like, magical attraction to each other. But in this one, it's, like, literally, he's, like... Ramirez, how will I find you? And he's like, oh, you just need to call for me, McLeod. I'll show up. I promise you. Um, and so they already knew each other in the past life, according to this movie. And also, um, it's like... <sighs> the quickening <laughs> gives you magic powers yeah. also. Okay. Yeah. But in this one, it's even more magic because is before it magic the two or just alien before the two of them get sent away to Earth, Ramirez says, 
McCloud if you ever need me because he's also named McCloud. These are literally their names yeah, on the yeah, alien yeah, yeah. planet. Yeah. He says, Mc- McCloud, if you ever need me, you just call my name. And uh, okay. Great. <laughs> uh, right. So, cool. Um, remember General Katana, the guy that yeah. was like smushed this yeah. uprising? He's fucking pissed off. He does not like that this happened. He says, You should have just killed those guys. I can't believe you let them just live on the planet. But from their perspective, this is all happening like in real time because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they just get the up. And they see McCloud get the prize at the mm-hmm. end of the previous movie. And they're like, well, he got the prize. If he wants to, he can choose to die as a mortal on Earth or he mm-hmm. can come back here. And General Katana's like, I do not want him coming back here because I don't like how strong he's gotten. Because now what I've revealed is that the quickening not only gives you sort of a temporary boost to your power, but it also gives you all of the experiences of the people that is the avatar. So (laughs) if you get a quickening, you become exponentially more powerful, right? Like if you quickening a guy who has like four quickenings under him, you get that guy's quickening and those other four guys quickening. You quicken so hard at that point. Those orgasms must be really fucking intense. It compounds, Fran. And so he's like, I hate this guy. I'm going to send my two goons, who are immortals, and I'm going to go kill him. I'm going to send him to the world. I'm going to kill that guy. I hate him. He's an old man now. He's been aging normally because he's mortal now mm-hmm. because that, that's part of the prize, and, and he's going to do that. Why didn't Great. he just let him die normally then? I fucking hate it's that guy. Either or, because I because I fucking hate Liter- that guy. This or that, not literally this and that. Literally, like, friend, he chose in- to die as a mortal. He can't come to the planet. In the movie, they also say that, and he's like, "I just hate him so bad." Okay, so they so send. It's an, it's an so ego he sends. Problem. So he sends his guys. He's an old man now. It's an ego oh, thing. by the way, um, uh, it's. In the present, in the movie, it's the distant future, the year 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. The the ozone ozone layer was burned out in 1995, obviously. Yeah. Um, Obviously. Yep. I remember that. And and we were all going to die. But Mm -hmm. uh, because of the prize, Connor McCloud was able to work with a bunch of scientists on Earth to create a global shield that was able to encompass the world to block all of the solar radiation that was going to kill the entire planet because the ozone layer was gone. And so they have these satellite arrays that uh, enshield the Earth in this shield that uh, protects it from all of the radiation from the sun. Is Elon Musk a big fan of the Highlander series? I don't want to know that, fan. <laughs> I don't want to know that. Do not show this episode to Elon. I don't want him to chime in. Elon, Elon says, well, really, I think the second movie is the best of the series. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's her. his God, if he did, from. if he says Highlander 2 is better than Highlander 1, I hope that I hope the internet crucifies him. But that was, that was several years ago. Now, in the future 2024, the layer over the earth has protected the earth, but it's in a eternal nighttime. Mm. So it's always night. You can't see the night sky because the, you know, yeah. it's just darkness in the sky. Yeah. And it's 
always a hundred degrees Fahrenheit, which I, that's that not doesn't, how this works. That doesn't seem like that saved the planet <laughs> if that's the case. But that's Those another thing oceans. people say. Maybe they just said that because everyone in the movie looks really sweaty, which maybe they are on cocaine. <laughs> but like, that's that's part of the. I saw that on the wiki, so that's part of it. Um, and so the Earth is encompassing this shield. It's always night, and there is a. Uh, yeah. Remember in Final Fantasy VII where there was like a bunch of freedom fighters who wanted to do a a big, mm-hmm. like explosion on yep. a factory in order yeah. to like same thing they're like oh uh we actually want to get rid of the shield for the planet because uh um, we don't think it's necessary anymore we think that uh it's probably not a good idea we want to see the stars at night the like, ozone right. layer come yeah back? yeah no like, i mean they're listen hold on how how long will it take for the planet to heal from the damage we've done 10 years 12 maybe it's it's surely fixed by now fran Mm -hmm. the ozone layer is back it's all it's all good yeah and actually the the thing is the shield is run by a corporation who's Mm. run by dr cox from scrubs that's right oh my god He's no. the CEO of this big corporation, Ooh. and they don't they don't want to bring the shield down because mm-hmm. they charge Overgreed. a subscription fee I, to have the shield up to all the governments. I did not know that. I have not watched this one because it's terrible. Uh, I do. I love that. <laughs> Doctor Co- is well. You see here, McCloud. I love. <laughs> It is literally like that. Anyway, so the whole movie is about Connor, who's like, I have to bring down the shield now because we don't need it anymore. And uh, General Katana sends in these guys to go fight him because he's like, I just wanted to get fucked up. I hate him so bad. But obviously, so McCloud kills him almost on accident. One of them gets run over by a train to get his head chopped off. And the other one, he like, does the thing where he pulls a big string and the string like he like so flies tight. under yeah. the string yeah. and he yeah. like slices his head off and this is all like done they have like hoverboards that they brought from their planet and they're like flying yeah. around like the green goblin and you can see the wires they're very yeah. visible in the whole, <laughs> in every shot <laughs> and and he beats these guys and when he beats them he quickens them and so he becomes young again because his whole thing was he was the last immortal. But now that there's other immortals and he did a quickening on them, he is back to being his young self. Damn. And he gets all of the skills that he got when he was younger. Uh-huh. But also General Katana shows up. So he's not the only one anymore. There can be only one. So now mm-hmm. he's strong as ever because he got re-quickened. Because mm-hmm. this guy sent some guys to just quicken for him. Yep. He... Once again, General Katana made a series of bad choices <laughs> is... for himself. Um, he let his ego get in the way of rational decision making. Truly. He gave them a compounding and it made him quicken so hard. Gave him too many orgasms. Can you... <laughs> Is all you guys think about is cum. Is that is that what's happening here? That's, no, that's... just the orgasmic part. Right. Uh, yeah, fantastic. All right. So I I thought compounding was pretty. 
Yeah, did you? <laughs> did you? Th- <laughs> Come on. Uh, I have to focus. I have to. I have to. There's like you're the one who has to edit this shit later, man. <laughs> All right. He's young again. He literally does the thing. There's this like young lady, which is like so stupid. He does this thing where like flashes back to the past, and there's this like French broad that he loves in like the the French Revolution times. And he's like, I want to do a big fuck on her. And then he does a big fuck yeah. on her in the French Revolution times. And then it's the same actress in the present, but she's not wearing a redhead wig. She's wearing a blonde wig. And then he's like, I want to do a big fuck on the current version. Presumably she's reincarnated. Maybe. Maybe reincarnation is a thing. That, that, that could come into play later. And then... He does want to do a fuck on her. And then she's like, how did you go from being an old man to being a young man? And he's like, I, uh, I am an immortal forever. And then she, she does do a big fuck on him. They do a big sex scene. And then he has to fight general Katana who sends himself back in time to kill him. He meets up with, with Dr. Cox. The two of them form this like uneasy villain Alliance because they're like, we want to kill McCloud. Um, McCloud is figures out that the ozone layer is repaired. Mm-hmm. He wants to take down the shield mm-hmm. in order to free humanity from the clutches of capitalism, I guess. Um, it's not bad. At one point, they have a falling out. He kills Dr. Cox and he says, no, JD, you bastard. <laughs> and then and then they, the two of them have a fight. Chops off. It does the same thing. General Katana is way stronger the whole fight. He ends up beating him. Uh, he says there can be only one. He does a big quickening on him. And then he goes into the shield projector, which is like a big beam that comes out of the earth. And he like absorbs the, because oh. the quickening is kind of also like electricity. So he uses yeah. his body to like absorb the mm-hmm. projector, which like gets rid of it all over the earth. And the earth is restored. And they's like, oh, the ozone layer is back. We can see the night sky. Everything is nice again. You save the world it is a very bad movie (laughs) um but that idea of them being aliens sent from the past to go the future to do a big fight to Mm -hmm. figure Mm -hmm. out who gets to be the one Mm -hmm. um we're at the third movie and they throw that away that is (laughs) it's all gone we they literally were like we don't want to do that anymore in fact what we want to do is when ramirez died mcconnor mcleod went when (laughs) he got a new master who was a japanese master who was a sorcerer an actual sorcerer who could do real magic and and he had the ability to make illusions. He was an illusion magician. And he says, doesn't do tricks. He says, now listen, the, the, the Kurgan is a problem, but there's actually an even worse guy. Who's going to make even more bad jokes that we can't talk about (laughs) on YouTube that are about ladies that he's going to do. And oh. you need to beat him. And also, you know, the quickening, it gives you the experience of the person that you quickened. So I can't let my quickening fall into the hands of other people because then they could become magicians. 
and that would be bad because then they could get the power of illusion. And so he's teaching him how to make swords and he's teaching him how to fight and he's teaching him how to, to like see through illusions. And then the evil guy shows up and he's like, hey, I'm like Attila the Hun or whatever. And I'm here to take your power. And he's like, you fucking idiot. My power is already with the Highlander. That's right. He's gone. He left. And uh, you're, you could get my magic power, but that's not going to matter. He's going to beat you. And I'm going to use my magic to bring this mountain house that I live in on top of you. And he does that. And then he gets trapped in the mountain for 500 years. Now it's the present again, and the first movie happened, but definitely the second movie didn't happen. And so, and so now we're in the present, and in the present, there's another hot archaeologist lady, and she's like nice. digging up all this stuff, and she's, oh, she's like, digging oh, up some that, bones. That's man, this and then she's like, that's weird. There's all these. There's all this Scottish shit in this tomb when yeah, there shouldn't be. What's the deal with that? And then obviously our boy lives in New York, but then he mm-hmm. lives in Egypt now. He has an adopted son that doesn't really matter, but he <laughs> does come up a little bit later. He says, oh, I sensed a quickening that happened somewhere. That's weird because all of the other immortals <laughs> should be dead. I remember a guy who fought my old master, but not my old, old master. And then he made a mountain come on down on him. So maybe that has something to do with it. And then he realizes, oh no, the gathering isn't over. Actually, I have to kill this guy. That guy tries to kill him on holy ground. They're mm-hmm. in a... Buddhist? Connor, Connor McLeod is a bit of a, like... He uh, he's in a bit of an appropriator. Uh, he's in a. I can't explain this place. I don't have the time, but it's like it has a bunch of Asian influence. They do kendo in there. They do like judo in there, but also okay. it they have like a trapeze acrobatics thing going on. And also and also they have like a Buddhist monastery in there so i guess it's just like that i get it's this is like 2000 and so i guess it's just like the the asia building they're in the asia building it's 1994 but and and then (laughs) and then the and so the guy comes to fight him and he's like you can't fight me this is technically a buddhist temple and he's like i'll be the judge of that and then he starts fighting him and you're like, whoa, what the heck? This guy really is breaking the rules. But then he's going to kill Connor with a sweep of his blade. But then the Buddha statue like lights up and like prevents him from doing that. <laughs> okay. So are so are all religions real? And actually their deity prevents all, all of these guys from fighting on their holy ground? I don't know. He doesn't no. finish him off there because the Buddha statue thing. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's why he was testing his luck is because not all religions are real. It turns Turns out Buddhism, that one is real. One is Can't real. do it here. Yeah. Bummer. Can't do it. So he, um, kidna- he uses his illusion powers to be Connor, and he kidnaps his kid from Egypt. Remember, I said he had kids. Yeah. And then, and then he, like, he like takes him off. He's like, Connor, you better come get me. I'm going to kill your kid. And then they fight, and then he used – but he trained with the guy who did illusions, and then he learned how to fight through illusions, and then he kills that guy. And then he quickens him, and he's like, I did it. I'm the one. And that's pretty Uh, much that movie. People say it's a rehash of the first movie. Fun fact. 
I think the sorcerer guy is actually Uncle Iroh from Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also talks about doing a bad R word on women. Uh, the sorcerer? Uh, yeah. Aww. Oh, the sorcerer? No, not yeah. the sorcerer. No, it's the a sorcerer. Guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, he's Uncle good Iroh then. is the sorcerer. All right, Uncle yeah. Iroh is pure. Yeah, he was. He did that a lot. I think he was also the Asian sorcerer in Conan the Barbarian, if I remember correctly. Well, the good news is is that Mako is actually Japanese, so (laughs) they actually casted a Japanese person for the Japanese guy. I'm proud of them for 1994. So that is the movie that's supposed to build off of the first movie. Mm -hmm. Now. (laughs) Now we're into Wikipedia articles. There was a there was a series, Fran. Yeah. Um so I don't want I don't want to talk too much about it. Maybe we'll just talk about it being silly, but the thing about Immortals is in the first movie, and even in the second movie, and a bit in the third movie, they were kind of special, right? They just like showed up, but you assume that they were around forever. Mm-hmm. You know, they're part of the game. Yeah. They decided to make, first off, they decided to make an animated series, which featured Connor McCloud for a little bit of the series. It involved a uh, an immortal trying to get the knowledge from all the other immortals so that they could beat an ultimate immortal evil. And in that one, it was a little bit less serious. Like, uh, the I believe the main character would, like, share, quote-unquote, with another immortal where they would both touch the hilt of the same sword and the, instead of doing a quickening where they killed them by cutting their head off yeah. they would like get the get the knowledge and experience through the sword right yeah they would just rub of, each other's having... hilts until they quickened how <laughs> dare how dare and then but they did have to beat a bad guy who did cut people's head off in the cartoon. So it was a little more towards children, but it still did that thing where it's like, well, violence isn't not for children. Um True. There was also a anime that When? How recent was this anime? Uh god, I want to say early 2000s, but I didn't look it up or nothing. Um Really? But uh it was it was uh God, I want I want to use the word good, but that's not quite right. Uh, but it was um, so it's it's set in like it's it's an alternate history one, I guess, or maybe not, I don't know how their fucking timeline goes, but it's it's like in post apocalyptia. Uh, yes, and um, it's it's really it's really really weird because it's made by this studio that only knows how to make a few different character designs and so mm-hmm. it's i'm looking yeah. at this it's so and yeah it's so strange because if you watch two of the if you watch two of their movies it looks like like they hired the same actor but like mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not uh how animation works but they were just like i don't know we know how to draw a girl let's just have that be girl <laughs> And they do a fight. Um, uh, this is this is the part where I have to bring up that in the cartoon they live in the post-apocalypse because quote a meteor struck the planet which ignited all of the nuclear warheads on the planet Fuck that yeah. turned it into an apocalyptic wasteland. So not only did a meteor strike, but it also <laughs> made all of the nukes trigger. It was a bad. It was a bad. One. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my. It was no good. Anyway, fuck. Flying through. Okay, so. <laughs> we're in the series. Turns out there's another McCloud. Even though every single movie talks about how Connor McCloud is the last of the McCloud clan. Actually, yep. there was another McCloud who lived a couple generations after. And he, funnily enough, was an immortal. He also continued to live on through the years. But uh, okay. <laughs> so the series is about this other McCloud. So his name's Duncan McCloud, which he is is also got the sword, mm-hmm. the katana. Oh. oh. But oh, by the way, as as they say later. Uh, an immortal is a regular person until they have their quote first death, and then oh, they're resurrected for the first time. And then, however, that's you how have, their immortal things happen. However, you have your first death. That's what you look like for the rest of forever. Gotcha. Uh, you, you know, you come back to life as that. And interesting. Um. Anyway, Duncan so McCloud. Yeah, this Duncan one just hadn't had his first death because well, he was he sent also, to a different time period. He also lived like 60 years. Well, no, that the whole like being sent to a different time period, that's over. Oh, okay. Um, now we're in the thing where um, since Gilgamesh, you remember Gilgamesh? Um, he was an immortal. Uh, that's how he did all that God. cool stuff. And then <laughs> there the was whole, a guy. His, who, well, really his, his whole story was about how he's not an immortal. That's the Amazing. whole, that's his whole thing. The, the first. I don't know. So Gilgamesh. there's there's Gilgamesh. Uh, he was the first hero, famously. Uh, he okay. uh, was an immortal, and some guy saw him being an immortal, and uh-huh. they invented a group called the Watchers because they wanted uh-huh. to watch these immortals. They thought that they were too dangerous. They realized that the immortals were playing this game <laughs> called the game, right. where they had uh-huh. to be where they had to be the last one standing, and they never wanted there to be only one guy standing. They thought that that one person would be too powerful. So the Watchers were created. Mm-hmm. And then there was also Duncan McCloud, who was also an immortal. He also got to bear the moniker Highlander because he's from Scotland, I guess. Um, he decided at one now. point that he was going to do a series, uh, even though his like great, great, great cousin was... Uh, the Connor McCloud, he was also a McCloud who happened to be an immortal. He did a bunch of immortal stuff in the present time. He did meet his uh, forebearer at one point who taught him how to do some stuff that happened in both the pilot of the series, but also in the fourth movie, which okay. is which is where Connor McCloud decides that he and Duncan McCloud, who Duncan McCloud has his whole series, so you know, obviously there's a lot of character growth there. I don't, I don't want to get into it too much, you know, because it, uh, I, I'm sure it was really good. But uh, he wants to uh, impregnate his uh, Bonnie Lass Anna, uh, but he can't because he, he has seed bad because he's an immortal. Um, and Anna wants to be his Bonnie Lass, but she wants a baby. Um, but he turns her into an immortal. But I guess if you're what? an immortal woman, then you don't. Don't worry about it. If you're an immortal woman, <laughs> then it uh, that's less the big deal than if you're a mortal man. 
Um, yeah, I don't know how he turns her immortal. Something about showing blood. I think it's vampire rules now. Anyway, <laughs> oh. um, the and okay. so he in the fourth movie he meets up with Connor McCloud. Connor McCloud went in, off into hiding because he didn't want to play the game anymore because the game obviously is you uh, fight till there's only one left. Um, one guy was really mad at Connor because he killed him in the 1500s, but he was also an immortal, so he actually didn't die. But he also killed his dad i think and so he decided that he wanted to do eternal revenge he was looking for connor mcleod connor said we can't beat this guy because in this reality if you do a quickening on a person then you get all their skills and experience so basically the more quickenings you have the stronger you are but in that instance the guy they were trying to kill had like 500 quickenings and where the those guys only had like 200 maybe 100 um so Connor is like, you have to kill me. Um, and this is Christopher Lambert again, reprising his role in wow. this movie. Good for him. That was, you know, handing off the torch. And he's like, you have to kill me. And then in that moment, he uh, makes him kill him. He does a quickening on him. He absorbs him. And then he fights the big baddie of the series. And in the series, they do a big fight like it all leads up to this big fight he was like the guy behind the scenes the whole time as they Mm -hmm. do in series and Mm -hmm. then they do this big fight and then it looks like the bad guy beats duncan mcleod but then connor mcleod makes himself like projects himself into his body and he's like i am here too you can't be both of us and so the two of them fight together and they defeat this evil guy and they beat the evil guy and that is how the fourth movie ends. And then the fifth movie is, quite honestly, I looked it up. Uh, it, it, uh, there's the thing called the source. And the source is what gives all the immortal their ability to be immortal. But the more closer you are to the source, the less immortal you are. You can die. But the more powerful you are, you're stronger. And then there's a guy called the Guardian. And the Guardian guards the source. And he doesn't want anyone to get to the source. Mm-hmm. But Duncan is there, the new guy. Yeah. And he's going to get to the source. But uh the source Anna's there and cuz he's she's like his ex and she's like I wanted to have a baby so I want to go get a mortal husband, but it turns out I just want to have a baby with you even though it's Wait, not I possible. Wait, I thought she he turned her immortal. He did turn her immortal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like listen, I've been quickening and I've been compounding on compounding but I've just realized it's actually just you I wanted to be with all along. So much that so is... much quickening I did without you, though. So much. <laughs> basically the truth. And then at the end of it, Duncan <laughs> kills the Guardian. And then the source, it turns out that the source meant when, there, it, when they said that there can be only one, they meant that there can be only one who truly embodies the source. And then okay. when they beat the Guardian... Duncan and Anna t- came together and they made a baby. And then they said that that baby oh. is the only one. Got they it. are the one who was made because they mm. beat the source. Um, this okay. is a disaster <laughs> because I like I could spend five hours talking about this bullshit and it still I wouldn't know. make sense because it doesn't make. They didn't. They like they literally were like. When I when when Fran makes an episode, I feel like she likes to be like, 
I have clearly outlined the things that I am going to teach you and have taught you them. Yes. When yes. I do an episode, I try to be like, I have maybe not given you every piece of information, but I've wrapped it in a nice bow. I feel like CJ's episodes many times <laughs> is him like, I have descended into madness and at some point I just... <laughs> I what can I do? <laughs> I simply you guys give stop. me the most bullshit things. <laughs> I, I, I did not give this. I did not bestow this upon you. I, I can't. I can't understand. I'm looking at. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> I just saw. I just saw on the wiki. I'm on the Connor McLeod page, mm -hmm. and there's a section called "The Return of Masamune." <laughs> so I think Masamune is also an. Yeah, you can. <laughs> the first one. Honestly, in a lot of ways, charming has an okay pole fantasy element. You want to you you will allow yourself to like suspend your disbelief and be in this world and and like you know enjoy this thing. It's like, oh, they can't fight on holy ground. That's like kind of a weird quirky rule so that you can just have characters talk while they're in a church. Yeah. Like that's really the only reason. But <laughs> Then it kept going and it kept going. And they're like, <laughs> we have to make more rules. The uh actually there are a whole bunch of immortals. There's these group called the Watchers. They're making sure that no immortal gets too strong because they don't Every... want one immortal to win the prize. Yeah. There's these other group called the Hunters, which are part of the Watchers. They were like, Oh, we should kill all the immortals. And you know, actually mortals can kill an immortal, and then if they do that, then their quickening is lost. And also so There's what what I'm getting is that when it comes to Highlander movies that CJ likes, there can be only one. <laughs> that is a gross overstatement as well. I liked one fourth of the first one. And it was the part where he said, my, my love. Shukuki. <laughs> she was she was Japanese. She she gave me the sword. And he talked about how he was from the Hidden Leaf Village. Yeah. Oh, Fran, is there anything that doesn't make sense to you? Is there anything you want me to uh, to close out for you? Ah, uh, I'm still a little confused about the woman high the, not Highlanders. See, this is the issue. That's also an issue here. It's called Highlander, mm. and yet. Only the one dude is called a Highlander, but it has nothing to do with him being from Scotland because he's not actually from Scotland. He's an alien. Well, no, Fran, right. we, we got it's rid of that issue. part. That's not. Yeah, that's no, done. you ignore that. You ignore <laughs> that part. But still, he's not actually from Scotland. Then still, he is, Fran. The second one doesn't matter. It's not real. It's all fake. Like, okay. uh, I don't know. Like that one season of Roseanne where they decided that that whole season didn't exist because they just had a dream that they won the lottery. Yeah, I love that. Actually did. Fran. Love it. I mean, did you did you we, did you just do a deep cut? I didn't understand. Huh? Never you don't happens. know that? No, that's that's a good one. I mean, I was going to do an episode on that and now we can't, but you know, I guess my Roseanne episode will never be. <laughs> well, she's problematic now anyway. You know what else is problematic? This episode which is yeah. over that's right <laughs> that was my sequence to the end guys thank you so much for listening i feel like i am 
livid, <laughs> but also I'm so glad we got to do this for everyone here. Um, we, of course, want to thank Gailstorm Kitsune for doing the artwork for our channel and thank Apajo for the intro and outro songs. Guys, I have been delighted uh, to see all of the reviews, all of the uh, thumbs up, the five-star ratings, all that good stuff that has been on the channel. If you could please continue that. That means a lot to us, especially as a small channel. We really appreciate that. We love to see that stuff. If you want to uh, send us some ideas for videos or just want to say that we're doing a good job, we're on Blue Sky or at Cooking with Spices. Um, and we're on X slash Twitter. Don't worry about that as much, but we're at Spices with. Um, and we're on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, that's obvious. We love your thumbs up and comments and subscribes. We like all that shit. Uh, we have a fun time doing this. I hope you guys have a fun time listening. I hope to do some more in the future, but thank you again. It just, uh, we went through some of this stuff lately and it makes me feel really good to see what you guys have to say. So thanks again. And I'm sure we'll have a very good idea for a video in a couple weeks. But until then, I've been CJ. And I've been Ethan. And I've been Fran. All right, so Fran, I want you to imagine the Highlander is now cast as Henry Cavill, but who is going to be Ramirez? It's Sean Connery still. He's CGI'd in. Oh, no. <laughs> he's CG Listen, if he's CGI'd in and it's me, it's like, yeah, it's, it's me, Henry Cavill. Let me, tell, let me tell you about what it was like in Spain. <laughs> Which origin story of the Immortals do you think they'll take? It's, it's the one we did right now. That's, that's, that's the, the we just did it. <laughs> oh.